Hello everyone, this is Mushtar FM 89.6, this is Hudayfa, and this is Thomas, and this is Carmen, and in today's episode we will be dealing with a, a very interesting topic which is men and emotions. So Carmen, can you tell us more about the word emotions to start with? Yes, the word emotion comes from the Latin and from the word emotio, which means movement, impulse. In a more biological sense, an emotion is an organic reaction experienced by an individual versus a stimulus. Emotion produces organic, physiological and endocrine changes of innate origin. In fact, the University of Jaren and Lancaster in England did a study and showed that babies already express a small variety of emotion in the womb. Eight individual experiences emotion in a particular way, depending on their previous experience, learning, character, and the specific situation. Emotion express personal internal taste, motivation, desert, needs, and even goals. And of course, there is no a single emotion. We can feel different types of emotion. Around 1970, psychologist Paul Ekman identified six basic emotions that, according to him, are experienced in all human culture. And these six basic emotions are fear, surprise, disgust, anger, happiness, and sadness. However, have been identified many more after, such as love, call, curiosity, guilt, or shame. So guys, according to the definition of the word emotion and according to Richard, emotion are reaction of the human, men and women. We all feel emotion. However, on the suggestion of emotion, women and men have not been treated equality. On the one hand, historically, women have been defined as submission person and their role has been to care of and feed a family. For this reason, it was necessary to be empathetic and understand that emotion of children and men. On the other hand, historically, men have been defined as the mainstay and to be a true man, they had to repress their emotion. They cannot, for example, show first, be sensitive, feel shame or pain. To understand all this, we have to go back to the time of Homo sapiens. In this time, the main function of the man was to go hunting to bring food to his family. If he wanted to survive and get food, he couldn't feel fair while he hunting because then we couldn't hunt anything or he would end up being the prey instead of the hunter. So at that time, men were ordered to suppress this emotion and be strong. There was something that came out of sheer survival, However, all this has evolved to the present day with well-known phrases such as don't cry, men don't cry, and all of this has also created what we know today as patriarchy. Patriarchy is a form of social organization in which men have authority and dominance. To maintain that authority and dominance, patriarchy forces men to demonstrate masculinity and virility in order to be accepted as men. And to demonstrate masculinity and virility, men hidden many of their state, disease and emotion because emotion or vulnerability is seen as unmanly. So guys, what do you think all of this? How do you live with the patriarchy and what do you think about men and emotion in general? 
I think there shouldn't be no difference between men and women, but the thing is, because the man is physically stronger, they get more rights, they can do more or less whatever they want. I mean, it's changing now, but they still control the world, and I think it's not a good thing at all. But women are just tired of it, and I can totally understand, because, for example, in France, women are paid 20% lower than the men for the exact same job. And honestly, I can't understand that in 2022, it's still the, the case. For me, it's totally ununderstandable. And I don't know why it doesn't change. Why not all the people are in the street to, to shout about this? I don't think it's normal. What do you think, Hudaifa? For me, it really depends on many variants. For example, in many societies and nations where patriarchy was uh, pervasive, the world was ruled by the strongest and probably the richest. So this means that patriarchy was used to create, uh, for example, soldiers, which is typically like tough men or strong men. And this is for the sole purpose of to rule and conquer. So the situation nowadays is much um, different because this way of thinking only creates a strict uh, society that has many restrictions on its individuals and their individual freedoms. And also it is used probably to create uh, a war-oriented mentality probably in people. Uh, in other words, we can see uh, this is like really common in dictatorship countries but this like uh, patriarchal ideology or it's a social construction we can still see it in many of our uh, daily life situations and i think even women you know like tend to kind of submit to this ideology or this uh, social constructed lifestyle even though it's not consciously Because uh, probably there is like some jobs that women will be like, this is like just men jobs. For example, constructions and many other things. And for us, it's if you want to do something, you just do it. But as I said, it's a, a subconscious uh, thing or belief that probably some jobs are made for men. And some probably made for women because probably of the um, biological difference and the way uh, how men perceive those kind of uh, probably daily life situations. Or for example, just because some women or the majority of women have more empathetic capability or capacity rather than men. So this is my opinion about this. I would like to add something because I just think about something. Uh, for example, I can't understand that in the majority of the country, uh, the men can decide about the abortion, for example. Only the men have the power to decide if abortion should be legal or illegal. For example, I know that in Hungary, I know that it's not popular at all and it can be difficult process to get abortion. Um, I don't know why men take this decision because it's the, a problem for only women. I don't know why they can say their opinions. In the case of abortion, you know, it's like a really <laughs> difficult topic to speak about, especially that uh, here it comes to morals and stuff because, you know, like it's a life that is being created in the womb of a woman. So, yeah, it's really difficult to speak about this. So we will just skip it. <laughs> 
No, for me, I don't want to skip it. Because in some country, for example, if a man does a um, sexual assault and the woman or even the girl get pregnant, sometimes it can be difficult for the girl to have abortion. And I don't know why, because it's supposed to be her choice. I know that morally can be difficult to say that I want to kill this baby, but it's not for me a baby and the girl should have the choice because it's her body and it's her life so I don't understand why some men in some country force her to keep the baby even if they don't want it really I can't understand it yeah for me I think uh, that's a solid point because in my opinion uh, this is like something that should not be imposed like sexual assaults and stuff the women should have the right to to do abortion I'm not speaking about uh, abortion from this side what I meant is that uh, for example uh, a man and a woman have a relationship and the woman gets pregnant for me it's morally unacceptable to kill that baby just because they consider it as a mistake because There is like condoms and, uh, you know, protection, the things that protect uh, from these kind of mistakes. But this is why, I don't know, condoms are made for to prevent, I don't know, if the, the parents are not ready to have a baby, they can use that for okay, prevent this from happening. But probably the lady will get pregnant and they break up and stuff. So the lady decides to have abortion. For me, this is like morally unacceptable. But this is a, another topic that <laughs> we don't want to get involved now because our topic is man and emotion, not abortion. Okay, guys, so uh, back to the men's and emotion. What do you think? It is possible not to have emotion or to repress emotion? Because, for example, I believe that suppressing emotion is possible, but it's not recommended. And also, it's not natural. If you have an emotion, it's because your body is wanting to tell you something and you must listen to it. And I don't think it is possible not to have emotion. As we have seen, emotional reaction, we have to stimulate and in our day-to-day -day situation, we are exposed to many stimuli. So emotion are something normal and usual. We might not have many emotion or the level of this emotion may be low, but all men and women have emotion. So for me about the question, do you think it's possible to not have emotion or repress them? Like to not have emotion, I don't think it's possible unless you are psychopath or sociopath. Uh, it's the only way that you can't have emotion. But if you are a normal human, you have emotion. It's just life. But you can repress it for sure because sometime in your life, you prefer to not expose yourself too much. So it's better to repress it to not uh, feel the judgment for others, for example. So yeah, I think it's some case you should repress them. But most of the time, if you repress it too much you will explode from the inside and I don't think it's good at all so you have to find like a balance on show certain emotion but keep some for you it's yeah about balance I think what do you think Khudaifa? I think it's kind of different because being ruled by your emotion could result in a bad consequences. We can take an example if someone is almost all the time angry and tend to express their anger. It is usually could be translated into violence. But as you said, like to repress emotions, sometimes 
I don't know. Men do it uh, just because they feel like it's a, a way to protect themselves from harm, especially that not everyone would understand your emotions and probably some people will just use it against you. So for me, I could express my emotion, but it depends probably on the person. For example, if someone wants sharing their emotions to me, I can do the same subconsciously. Like I, I would just do it automatically. This will happen if uh, my female friend probably express her emotions about, I don't know, an incident that happens to her or something. For my male friends, it depends. Because if I ask, for example, my friend, my best friend, Mehdi, will, uh, how are you feeling? And probably he is frustrated and stuff. He will just say like, ah, life sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's you know like it's like a brief uh, exposure or just a brief expression of his emotions and I, I would just get that he's frustrated and so and we probably would do an activity or something to just forget about this but are you agree with the idea that expressing your emotion become in a weak person weak personality is not necessarily has to deal with a man expressing his emotions it's just how he does it probably and when he does it so i don't believe that because some people really know how to understand their emotions and how to deal with it like if they are angry probably they will just i don't know like go boxing to let the anger out Probably I would do also this because uh, when you are angry, you want uh, just to punch something and someone. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily, but it's your way to to express your emotion, I guess. It's yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just I'm just kidding because I'm really peaceful. Don't worry. Don't worry. I will. I will not punch you, Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, so for me to answer the, the question, I think it's totally different with the girl and the boys because as you said a bit earlier, like with boys, I don't know, it's hard to express, at least for me, the same thing I would say to a girl because I think girls in general are most empathetic and they, I don't know, it's really easier for me to confess to a girl about deep feelings and stuff because personally, I don't think... A guy would understand what I try to explain. Maybe in some cases he can understand, but I think for girls it's way easier to confess and yeah, have a really deep talks. Yeah, I agree with that also. But usually it's, it just depends on the the person that you are speaking to. Yeah, sure. There are some boys that can understand, but overall, I think girls are most able to understand feelings in general. So you don't have problem to explain your emotion with a girl but sometimes with a boy probably because uh, as thomas said like it could be really easier to express your emotions to a lady and you don't feel shame i don't, feel, don't feel shame because historically the men maybe can believe that if they express your emotion in front of a girl they are less men uh for me uh, As I said, like, uh, it really depends on the person. If you really trust that person, uh, female, be it, or male, uh, it doesn't really matter because uh, it depends on the situation. It depends on how much do you want the other person to know because this is my case. Sometimes I can express all my emotions. Sometimes I just have one side. <laughs> Sometimes I, I just don't express everything. I just, you know, like, give a portion and that's all. 
Yeah, for me, I'd say the the same thing. Like with both, I can't express, but it's like generally the the main idea. Like, are you good? Are you bad? Yes, and or no, and you explain in one or two sentences what happened. But with the girl, generally, you are more precise about yeah deep feelings about it. Yeah, so it's totally different approach. Okay, well, today I am in the studio with two guys, and we are talking about men and emotion. I would like to do some personal questions. For example, what about your emotional and childhood? Do you remember when you were a child and people told you that uh, you had to hide your emotion and that uh, you couldn't, for example, cry or be scared because you were a boy? Uh, it's very interesting question, honestly, because we don't have the occasion to talk much about it. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about my personal experience about it. In my childhood, I really had two opposite sides, like my mother and my father. My mother uh, told me to express my feelings every time because it was better for me and that we and I will not explode if I express my feeling. It would be way better for me. And my dad had the totally opposite. He told me, you you shouldn't cry. You have to be strong. You have the man and things like this. Yeah, I don't think it's good because with him I couldn't be myself because I I had to hide uh, what he considered not as a man behavior and that was really a problem. But with my mother I could express, I could cry, I, I could do whatever I want and she just wanted to be there for me, whatever I think or whatever I do. And yeah, I think that's very important not to, to make it a shame to be scared or to cry because it's biologically normal to have emotion to cry or or something like this it not only girls has the right to cry and um, for example what was uh, your age or the range uh basically all my childhood from like, uh, like five till i don't know maybe my majority are at 18 but before okay. he told me that uh, i had to to act like a man now he's more chill because he understood that i'm sensitive person so he's chiller with me but yeah he's a man and it's i don't think it's because of him that uh, i'm not mad about him because his father gave him an education like this so that's why he also gave me this education because he received it from his own father. So I think that's why. So I'm not mad, but but fortunately, I had a mother that understood uh, that I was human and I could express myself and no problem about it. Uh, that was comfortable to have someone that understand you. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I had like a kind of strict father. And to be honest, I didn't even have like a kind of conversations with him because he was like, uh, you know, like this image of patriarchy, like the father, the controller. Uh, this was like my father because uh, my society, like in Morocco, it's like it's used to be like really patriarchal. And I think I also like when I grew up, I understood my father because he didn't have like a really normal uh, childhood because uh, his mother died when he was young and he had to live with his uncle and his uncle was really strict and probably this uh, had forged his personality and uh, how uh, he became like as an adult but as i said like i don't blame him or anything because he tried to provide as much as he can like the love and uh, even though that it wasn't like the one that you would probably want it but for me like i'm an adult now and i'm okay with it like i don't want to pick uh, my father's uh, bad habits or 
for example, bad uh, uh, reactions to things and, I don't know, way of thinking. But overall, like, he was a great person, so no regrets. I'm the person that I am today, so, yeah, many things have uh, created uh, this uh, personality. So, I mean, like, I have a good sense of good and bad, uh, so I don't have any regrets. I have a question. Yeah. Did he ever hug you or tell you that he loves you? I, I don't remember because, you know, like... Uh, about the hug or about the fact that he tells he loves you? No, no. Uh, in my country, it's uh, it's not usual to say, like, to someone that you love him. Even if it's your own father or your yeah, own yeah. mother? Yes, <laughs> because uh, we react like... Uh, the act of love is, like, uh, something that you show. You don't uh, say it, like... We don't uh, express it, but you can sense it. So... We were like only two, like me and my sister. So I can say that he loved us, yes, but he didn't say it or he kind of suppressed it. We were speaking about suppressing emotion. Yeah, he, he really suppressed his emotions. But for example, when uh, if we go in a trip or something, he becomes really, you know, like flexible and he becomes like laughing with us and it's like a different person. <laughs> so I don't know. So you felt love in all your childhood, but he never said it because it's kind of cultural that father in Arabic countries don't say that they love their uh, son not, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like on in the all Arabic country because it depends on every person as I said like he had uh, a really tough uh, childhood so even though that he didn't show that as I said like the patriarchal image of uh, the father so uh, when he says like you should be quiet you should be quiet uh, so he was like the boss <laughs> This is like the traditional patriarchal image in the probably Arabic societies. But for example, uh, my grandfather, he, you know, like uh, really showed how much he loves because probably I was his favorite because I was like the, the only grandson he had. Mm. He had like uh, others, but uh, maybe probably I was his favorite. So I really sensed that love and this this kind of relationship. So probably. My father is like already like have changed a bit since, you know, like uh, when I was really young. So he really changed uh, much because he was tough, but he became like softer. So like like me, my parents always, uh, I mean, since I'm very little shy, they hug me a lot. Okay, not that much, but he said that they love me, that are, they are proud of me, things like this, because it's yeah maybe cultural, I don't know, in Spain. Yes. In my family, this also is not something very normal, very usual. But sometimes they tell us, we love you, we are proud of you. Yeah, sometimes. It's not very usual, but sometimes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably just because uh, it's like a traditional way of doing things because uh, it's like cultural, as we said. Culture changes with time. And in my country, there's like more parents who just express their emotion to their kids. So they hug them, as you said, they love them. So yes, uh, we couldn't like generalize uh, this uh, patriarchal image on all the families. As I said, like it depends on the childhood of <laughs> every father and mother. And I think it, it's similar in every country or every culture. Uh, for example, if uh, a Spanish family had like a really tough um, childhood, like uh, the father of the mother, 
they could you know like uh, the children will not have the perfect environments to grow up yeah so also maybe in france yeah but they there can be two sides of it like if you receive uh, like terrible education your life is very hard and stuff there are two situations like you try to make your children's life perfect because you suffered from your home childhood. But the second side is that you can reproduce the exact same thing you've known and that can be a problem also. So it's it has really two possibilities for me because I know both of these situations. I can agree with that. But uh, for me, in my opinion, if I wanted to, I don't know, like have children or something, I would probably read about it. At least to have like a, an idea about what should I do because uh, at this age I, <laughs> I don't feel like uh, I'm a very responsible person and I don't feel like uh, I would be the perfect father for uh, for a child. So yeah. Okay, I think it, uh, sometimes it's important to hear that the people love you, but also it's very important show detail. So probably if in your culture is more habitual do detail for show your your love for me it's also okay for me as a person i would if i love my child i would definitely say it like uh, there is no uh, need to hide that it's okay to hug them because they are just little cute creatures <laughs> i mean like you cannot hug uh, your babies or your, your children that's I think also my father hugged me, but I just don't remember because when you are a child, you are old all the time. Mm. But I think if, if you have to choose between feel loved or people tell you that they love you, I think it's better to feel loved, honestly, because some people can say they love you, but if they don't do anything to prove it, for me, that doesn't make sense. So even if they don't say it, I think it's better yeah, to feel loved. And um, I have another question, guys. Uh, have you ever suffered bullying for expressing your emotion, for example, in the school or in a job or something like that? Uh, for me, I would not say that this was due to society or something. I just believe that people who are afraid of, for example, unharmful insects were weak in general. This is like just uh, me as a child. I'm not afraid of insects. People shouldn't be like that afraid of insects. So if, uh, I don't know, a boy made like a really loud scream, I would be perplexed because uh, it's just an insect. It, it doesn't need to react to it like that. And this is like same for girls and boys. I wouldn't like people to really overreact on such a, a little unharmful insect like if you have a butterfly and i would like ah i mean like <laughs> that's totally un understandable but now that i grew up i knew that some people have phobias uh, there's like a lot of things to to consider so this is like in my childhood but for me i don't think that i used to say to someone like you are a girl if you are afraid for example from an insect or something Mm -hmm. Things really get different when it is a spider, but <laughs> yeah, because you don't know if it's poisonous or not. So, what about you? I do remember that in my school, if I child cry or if I child was frightened by seeing an insect, his classmate 
probably say you look like a girl, um, things like that. And for me, this is horrible because on the one hand, it makes girls believe that by show that they are good for expressing uh, his uh, her emotion. Um, this is bad things. And this is horrible because on the one hand, it makes girls believe that they are more wit for expressing his emotion. Um, this is a bad thing. So men to be real men can show emotion. For me, I think other boys would have said something like that if, uh, you know, like if someone... Uh, I'm just trying to recall uh, some incidents from my childhood. But I don't think uh, people uh, used to... If, uh, if a boy, like, is scared... They wouldn't call him like you are a girl or something. They would just call him like a uh, chicken. Yeah, and and this is kind of different. And also like uh, a boy would be called uh, or uh, be prevented to act in a different way. Like don't act like a girl if uh, I don't know. You know, like if he is scared and he screamed and made the sound like uh, a girl screaming, they would they would uh, call him like this. Like don't be a girl like or something. That's all I think. Uh, for me, I can talk about my experience. Uh, fortunately, I haven't get bullied because I think I was one of the tallest of my class uh, every year. So I think that helps. But I felt the judgment for others because, for example, I'm really sensitive and I can have a cheer for not a lot of things just because I think something is really beautiful or something like this. In elementary school, it was it wasn't a problem at all because... Yeah, I tried to hide when I did that, but after in my teenager year, that was more difficult because it, it was really a contest for virility every time. Like if you are virgin after 16, something like this, it's not good. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a contest every time to be the strongest man, to be the, the manest man, something like this. And it it's very terrible and totally useless, I think. But fortunately, I think girl after 15 or 16 years old react better because there is some think it's cute to be sensitive, but some also understand and try to be at your place. And it's very comforting to feel that someone try to be at your place. Yeah, speaking about uh, being tall. Uh, since I'm like a short person, it was really difficult for me in school. Like everyone would bully you. Not everyone, but you know, like uh, in every class, there is like uh, a group of, I don't know, like uh, low achievers or something. And probably they were just, yeah, not, not all of them because some of them were nice to me. But uh, some of them were just mean. Like in every class, you can find some really mean people. And since you are like a short person, you are just an easy prey. I didn't really like that. And one of the things that you said, like you were sensitive. So usually when I did something wrong and I really feel ashamed of it. For example, if a teacher said like you did this and you shouldn't have done that, and that I would I would like have some tears <laughs> on my eyes. To be honest, I feel weak. If uh, I don't know if someone scolded me when I was like uh, either a child in my uh, primary school or secondary. So yeah, it was really difficult because I didn't want to show my weakness because crying easily is not something that, that I really loved. Okay, um, 
Um, Thomas Hudaifa, have you ever said to yourself, I can feel this way or act like this because I am a man? Yeah, honestly, I think about this so many times because, for example, when I'm in public and I want to to cry about something just to have a cheer, I I keep that in my mind that I am a man, so I can't. But I know in one side that I can do it because I'm human and I should do it. But I'm afraid that the, I'm afraid about the judgment of the other people near me, and I feel very uncomfortable to to do this kind of thing, even if I know it's natural and I should do it to evacuate the pressure or things like this. Even when I remember that once I learned the, the disease of my grandma and I was in public and I just stopped myself to cry because I, I thought to myself that I wasn't allowed to cry because, yeah, I, I have to be strong and stuff, but it, it was getting worse because... Uh, I couldn't stop my tears, but I tried to, and it was, yeah, very terrible. So I just preferred to go home, and when I was in my bedroom, I could let it flow all the tears. But, yeah, a lot of time in public, I repress almost all my emotions because I don't want to show people my weakness. I think it's a self-protection. It's not necessary, but, yeah, that's my way to deal with emotion in public, I think. For me, now I know that emotions is something really natural. It's something humanic. And there is no difference between like uh, women and men. It just depends on how you express it. Like when Thomas said like the deceased of his grandma, uh, I had an incident. Like my uncle died, but I was like totally the opposite. I didn't feel anything. And I really didn't like him. Like, that was my uncle. I couldn't even cry. So I was like, am I normal? This is like, was my reaction. And I really didn't like it. I think there is a big difference when someone dies and you don't like it at all. And someone that you see, I don't know, weekly or monthly, you get more attached. And for me, that was my case. So that was, that was very brutal because she wasn't sick or anything. It was just brutal. But yeah, I was with my friend and I was like, even if they are my friends, I could understand, but I prefer not to show him just to protect me. Yeah, it just destroyed me in the inside and I had to cry. As you said, like, uh, probably because um, I haven't seen him that much, but it wasn't like uh, I was really detached from him. I remember that my mother told my cousin not to tell me because I had an exam that day. But uh, he told me, uh, anyways, I was on my way to the exam, but I said, uh, okay, I didn't uh, feel that sadness that a normal person should feel. Like, uh, this is why I didn't like it. Is that I didn't feel anything, not that uh, I didn't like that someone died. And this, like, also happens. I recall that uh, one of my female friends, she really feels bad about uh, she was like having a probably a fight with her uh, auntie and her auntie had a stroke and she really felt bad about it and she was like telling me about this and I didn't like uh, the feeling that I didn't feel attached to that I was listening I was trying to comfort her and uh, to make her or support her. She really appreciated that, but to be honest, deep inside, uh, I was like really cold. I was just thinking about how I should react in that situation, trying to adapt her expressions and her emotions. 
so that she feels better. But usually, I don't know. I don't know how uh, another person would react in the same situation. That was like me criticizing myself or judging myself. So the question was about would I feel like ashamed? But no, I wouldn't feel ashamed. At least I would probably feel normal. Okay, guys, thank you for your answer and for your experience and opinion. But all this situation and experience that we have uh, discussing make me think about the idea of toxic masculinity. As we have uh, already seen, patriarchy and masculinity are a social construction that forces men to be a certain way. However, we cannot forget about toxic masculinity, which exaggerates those traits of masculinity. Toxic masculinity says that a man has to be strong if you don't have strength you are not masculine or if a woman has more strength than you you are less man also men has to replace his sensitivity the man has to be self-sufficient asking for help weakness him and finally he has to be dominant according to toxic masculinity a man who doesn't have this highly developed trait might not be a real man and All this has serious consequences because all this causes men to have mental health problems for trying to live up to what is expected of them. In addition, for many years it has been said that talking about feelings goes against these traditional masculine values. Because of this, men with mental health problems may not seek professional help or even discuss their problem with friends or family and this is very dangerous. How do you think about toxic masculinity? Have you ever heard of toxic masculinity? I'm not sure that I heard of it to be honest but I can relate. For example when I was a child I was more interested in staying home watching cartoons unless if I probably were invited to play football. Uh, in the street so I was like okay why not because I really liked football and as I said like I recall that I only went out because I wanted to play football with uh, other kids otherwise I would just uh, prefer to watch cartoons at home so this made many of the kids and elder kids bully me when uh, they had the chance because I wasn't often seen outside so So probably, you know, like they will call me names in the street to just uh, provoke me, probably to have a fight with me or something. I didn't like that because I already know that I, <laughs> I'm a kid, I'm not that strong to kick someone or something, but I was like just ignoring them. But usually, you know, like kids really want to, to fight you, to have this dominance, to show that they are strong or so. I tried to avoid that as much as possible because I didn't like troubles. And I wasn't like really sure about my strength, even uh, if I'm, uh, what we call a man. <laughs> yeah. Are you a real man? Yes. Yeah. So I just, you know, like happened to avoid people, but he will end up having fights and usually I will just fight back even if the person is like bigger than me so I would just hit blows and stuff because I was really pissed and yeah so bullying just people because uh, you want to show your strength and stuff is toxic uh, masculinity and also like I didn't like that the people that were like targeting me they were probably taller stronger older than me I didn't really like the, the feeling of the week 
but in some points I really understand weakness and you know I will just approach this you know, from a positive side because if you see someone getting bullied you will stand for him or for her because uh, you know that the feeling of weakness is not really great and probably if someone stands for you that could be really helpful and could be cheerful for that person for me toxic masculinity makes no sense because men and women may have biological difference, but obviously not all men and women are the same. There are women who, if they go to the gym, can be stronger than a man. And women are not less women and men are not less men if this happens. And also there are women who, before a blown or a bad situation, don't cry or scream. Maybe they don't anything. And then perhaps a man, if he is hit very hard, he can cry or scream, for example, in football or in a sport in general. Men suffer blow that make them cry and they are no less men for that. Emotion areas, reaction and all are valid. You gave us a good example in football. There is like lots of emotions like sadness when you lose a match. For example, in the final, Van Dijk and uh, other players like uh, were hiding their faces because they were probably crying for losing the final. And also, like there is uh, other players who from Real Madrid who was like, for example, I recall maybe seeing Tony Cruz covering his face with his T-shirt. Probably he was like crying of happiness. It's a good example of multiple emotions: happiness, sadness. For me, I think I think toxic masculinity is a real problem nowadays because. For example, when I think about toxic masculinity, I've seen, for example, on TV show that a guy can try to kiss a girl or try to touch her butt because he thinks it's funny, but in fact, it's not at all. And it's, I think, very good example of uh, toxic masculinity. For example, else uh, in the subway or something, when the guy sit and he do what we call man spreading, like he he spreads his legs like the the most possible, so the people near him are kind of blocked and they have to. So in this uh, example, yeah, so the people near to this person have to sit in the tight position, and I think for a woman it's hard. To, to say that it's not okay to do that. That's why a movement has been created because of this, because men sometimes take a lot of place in subway or transport in general, and I don't think that is okay because they want comfort, but they don't think about others, and that's just totally terrible. If everyone acts like this kind of guy, it's not cool at all. Even, yeah, in the, in the subway, still in the subway, uh, for example, Some men sometimes think it's funny to touch the, the butt of the woman, something like this, to, to make uh, their friend lost or something like this. But it's in fact not cool at all. And it's kind of sexual assault, but they don't notice it because they think it's funny. But in fact, it's not. And there are a lot of behavior like this. And I think it's really, really sad because guys don't notice how bad is it to do that, for example. Yeah, and probably because uh, it's... We can say like um, those kind of people who do that actions just don't have, I don't know, like uh, awareness of other people's emotions, probably just because they want to also like show their mas uh, their masculinity and 
you know, like they, <laughs> for me, those people just look like a gorilla inside the, the woods and uh, they don't care about anyone else. Uh, for me, like, uh, <coughs> this has to deal with uh, more of uh, morality and stuff in a society. For example, if this happens, this kind of actions happens, like, uh, probably in the 70s or something, you know, like, other men will just beat that person up, like... It's not cool, and that person will just uh, have uh, a punishment. Probably now people just like more scared of uh, probably that person. For example, if he's like uh, well built or strong, tall, uh, they wouldn't like uh, dare to say something to him. But if someone speak up, probably other people will speak up if uh, something like this happened and. Uh, you know, I remember a couple of uh, incidents like this when uh, someone who really thinks himself really tough and stuff start to show his masculinity in public and probably another person who doesn't like it and have the, the strength and the courage to stop that person. You know, like uh, other people and other men will also like uh, team up with him to just at least make that person feel uncomfortable and sit in his place without uh, doing uh, much of these actions without you know like getting into real uh, like uh, fights or um, <laughs> real violence i believe that people should be educated not only on like i don't know knowledge and stuff also about uh, other people's emotions and how to uh, really respect those kind of emotions, whether it's a man or women. Yes, and uh, as you said, like I really believe that this toxic masculinity is really um, a cancer in our society. I totally agree with you. And guys, in this point of the program, it is clear that men have emotion because if men have no emotion, basically there are no human. But are you sensitive men or no? Yes, uh, men also have emotions and you cannot say otherwise unless if that person is just really trained to hide his emotions, for example, a spy or something. And otherwise, like, it is impossible to not have emotions. And there was like a case where I came across when I was like studying at the university. I remember that someone had an accident or something. I just I read about it. I don't know what in real life. I tried to look for the name of that person, but I couldn't. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, I could I couldn't retrieve his name. So this guy has an incident in his uh, work, and he had like a, a brain damage. And this guy, I think he stopped feeling empathy towards uh, other people. So this has affected his uh, decision-making. And psychologists, I think, uh, took him as a, a case study because they were already like saying that decision doesn't have to deal with emotions, but it was found out that decisions or decision-making is uh, also being manipulated or helped by uh, personal emotions like there is many cases when you, for example if you are in the bus or if you are in the tram and you are really tired you want to sit course and stuff 
but you also like uh, if you see an older person your decision making is not based on uh, fact for example you are tired if if you don't have emotions you are tired you will just sit but if you feel empathy towards those older people you just give your seats even though that you are really exhausted and you can like <laughs> maybe sleep standing so this is my um, opinion about this uh, question so for the question are you a sensitive man uh, yes for sure no doubt about it when i see people around me uh, especially guys i think i feel very different because i'm more empathetic than most of the boys i think yeah i try to to hide it uh, the maximum because i i don't like that people know my weakness and yeah i think that's the main reason that's why i hide it but yeah in fact i am and i but i think it's hard to be a man and be sensitive at the same time because it's usually more a characteristic for a woman and that socially sometimes difficult to not show my hypersensitivity for me i don't know if i can describe myself as a sensitive person but i have empathy towards people so But yes, I think that both are sensitive men. Also, I would like to share with us that one thing that really surprised me was seeing my father cry when my grandmother, that is his mother, died. I had never seen him cry until that moment. And obviously, I know that my father has emotion and he's a sensitive man. But since him cry was something surprised and was something that made me think about this uh, topic, about the men an emotion so i don't know if you have lived life and have lived a similar situation or in fact i lived something totally similar not about a disease but for example i think i never seen my dad cried but when my parents were together in my room with my brother and they say to me that they were about to divorce that's when i seen the first time my dad cries and that was really impressive honestly i didn't think he was physically about to cry and that was really surprising but sometimes just the feelings are stronger than you and it's very hard to hide and yeah that was really surprising yeah considering like uh, your father crying for his mother death i think men are really attached to their mothers like they can be really tough but when it comes to their mothers uh, i think every man can cry uh, in that situation even the toughest man like uh, their mother like is something else like they came from her uh, womb and i think there is like um, <laughs> a magical connection between uh, uh, a man and his mother and probably because he can like feel vulnerable uh, around her mother uh, his mother so probably that's one of the things and guy for example for you it's hard to comfort someone or is something easy I ask this because if a man grows up having to repress their emotion and without talking about them and without learning to manage them, maybe it's not easy for men to support another person. For me, I don't think I'm the best person to support someone. I mean, like I already told you about the case with my female friend. Although, you know, like she felt better and felt less worse than she thought because she was having like a 
an argument with her auntie and got really pissed and had the stroke. But I felt comfortable when she like uh, said that she really appreciates what I said to her and stuff. But I, I wouldn't say that it's really easy to, to comfort someone. It really depends because I really have to be picky with my words. I have really to be like uh, work my Uh, gestures and stuff to don't uh, make her feel mad or something but yeah uh, I wouldn't say like uh, I really feel <laughs> at ease uh, or easy to comfort someone I'm not really the best person but yeah if someone really wants someone to listen I, I'm open like uh, I say this to all my friends if you want to, to speak about something if you want to tell me something I could like listen to you. If he wants me just to listen and shut up, I can do that. This is fantastic because I think that sometimes we just need someone to listen to us. So this is great. Yeah, but uh, we also like have a tendency like to make things work out. Like, uh, for example, if you told me about a problem, if I misidentify that you need someone who can listen to you, I will be like giving you solutions to problems. This is like one of men's problem. They provide solutions. Like for example, if you read about like man, the relationship between man and woman, or a man and his wife, probably the women will complain about something and stuff. He will try to provide solutions rather than just listening. Men think that this is like helpful, but probably the women sometimes get pissed because they just wanna express their emotions and they just need someone to listen to them. For me, I really don't know how to deal with ladies. Yeah, it's really difficult. Uh, sometimes you want someone to listen, but you don't make it obvious like that you want someone to listen to you. Men really have to think it uh, twice or th three times before they speak. This is sometimes what happens to me. Sometimes I'm unconsciously just giving like solutions. And this is like what I said, like it's uh, unconscious uh, thing, because if I were in your shoes, I would also want uh, someone to uh, provide me with solution. That's how we perceive it. And uh, I really hope that ladies uh, don't assume things uh, and don't get really pissed. And they can also like express emotions like they can say like, I just want someone to listen to me. Like, okay, Hulaifa, I understand you, Thomas. For you, it's easy or it's hard to comfort someone? It depends because for me, I don't think I'm good at comforting, but some people say I'm good because my way to comfort someone is just to, to hug the person, to bring him or her tissues, yeah, to hug, to listen, and that's all. And for some people, it's enough. So I'm happy when it's this case, but most of the time, uh, a bit like Udaifa, I, I don't know what to respond when there are something really not good at all. Also try to find solution, but sometimes when I can't, I just prefer to hug and listen to the person and in some cases it's enough. So next time I will just hug people and give them tissues. <laughs> Honestly, it works. Yeah, it's a, if it works, I will just adapt this method. Like uh, it will be like uh, at least there is like another solution, like another method to, to apply to a situation like hug, give tissue and listen. I would like to say I recommend you because I think that sometimes you can ask to someone or this or to this person what do you need mm. and then you can add in consequence with that the, this person needs because if this person uh, say oh I only need to listen to me 
or maybe this person say, I need that you try to uh, find a solution. So maybe ask for what the person needs is a good idea. Yes, but for example, I listen sometimes to some kind of podcast about like uh, the, you know, like women and their husbands and uh, probably there is like a misunderstanding or something and they wanted someone, maybe a psychologist to speak about this topic and stuff. And usually like women says they need that person to know that they need this or that. And I mean, like, it's really difficult. I don't have magic to know what everyone thinks of. It would be easy if you read someone's mind. Yes, but this is like just in movies and stuff. Now Maria has uh, a game for us and we will forget about this uh, emotional roller coaster and we have a game that Maria our guest will introduce to us applause for Maria <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone thank you so much yes I come with the freshness of an apple I don't know something that is fresh and I bring you a game because you guys have been talking about men and emotion so I want you to try to guess in a situation, in videos that I have found on the internet, what a man is going to do. Like how, the way he's going to deal with his emotions. So this is very on top. So the first one, are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. The first one has to do with a gender reveal party. First of all, do you guys know what a gender reveal party is? Yes. Okay, so for those people who might not know, a gender reveal party is when a couple is going to have a baby and they are about to find out the gender, basically. And in this situation, in this video that I watched, it was at a baseball-themed gender reveal party and a couple was told that they were going to have a baby boy. What did the man do when he found out? And I'm going to give you guys three options. A. Hug his girlfriend. B. Throw a baseball bat to the ground. C, hug his male friends because bros are the most important thing. Yeah, I think it's the third, the bros before uh, girlfriend. Yeah, for me, I don't know. It could be like two options. Either like he throw the bats of excitement, like yes, for like this. But also like, uh, I think three the three options would, uh, would do. I would think I would go with A, he hugged his girlfriend. Well, that would have been nice, but no, Thomas is correct. And he went to hug his bros before his girlfriend. It was pretty viral on the internet because of that, because he was like, okay, bros, yeah, let's go. I'm having a boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably because he really wanted a, a boy. Yes. So the second one is another gender reveal party. And I just think that these parties are amazing and the men have great reactions. So I just have two of, of them. But this time, the couple, which already has two little girls, we have to take that into account, mm. is going to have another baby girl. So three. What does the father do? A, run away. B, curse in front of his daughters. C, be really happy about it. Definitely not three. You don't think he's going to be happy about another baby girl? I don't know. You said, like, he has already have two baby girls. He... We should take this into consideration. You already like uh, provided like foreshadowing. So there is like something weird. Probably he either cursed or ran away. <laughs> what do you think, Thomas? For me, I thought I've seen the video, but I thought he was crying, but he's not. But of course, he's not happy about it because, yeah, he really wanted a boy. 
So I think there are several ones of this kind of video. Maybe you saw one, but there are multiple. So which one do you say then? Run away or curse? Yeah, I think the second he swears. Yes, that is the correct answer. In front of their children. That's pretty funny to me because it's like, I wish you were never born. So it was like, yeah, the children are going to be traumatized for life. But yeah. The third one that I have is from a TikTok. The wife is sick on the couch complaining, but the husband is hungry. So what does he do? A, he feels empathy, which is a very nice feeling. So he cooks for himself and for his wife. B, he goes to his mother's house to eat. Or C, he tells his wife to order food and for her to pick it up. I think I know the answer. It's he went to his mother's house to eat. Yeah, I would uh, pick the same answer, like uh, he went to his mother's house to eat. Well, weirdly enough, it's C. So he tells her to get up, please, and order, and then go pick up the food, even though she's sick. And then last one is from Good Bro, Bad Bro podcast, which is a podcast of two guys who give advice to other bros to get their dating life together. And yeah, it's a really funny podcast. And the host says that if a guy wants to cry in front of his girlfriend, A, he shouldn't cry because he's supposed to be the strong one in the relationship. B, he's allowed to feel vulnerable with their significant other. Or C, he should punch a wall. Punch a wall. The answer that you expect is me to say that he's the strongest one, so he's not allowed to cry. Exactly. That's the dating advice that this, that this man is giving other men. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the show says, like, good bros and bad bros. Like, what what are you expecting from this? Like, <laughs> What do you expect from guys the, like this? Yeah, you don't expect this, like, from bros, uh, good bros and bad bros. You would expect this from, like... Uh, Dr. Fell, for example, given good, probably, marriage advices. So thank you, Maria, for this uh, interesting game and interesting cases of toxic masculinity, as we agreed. Thank you, guys. It has been really fun. And thank you, Thomas, for expressing your uh, emotions here in the studio also and for expressing your uh, ideas and point of views. Yeah, that was really interesting to talk about this because I don't think it's a popular topic and we are not enough informed about it. So it was a real pleasure to share our point of view on this. Thank you. And thank you, Carmen, for really having good questions for the show, to be honest. I'm grateful for your efforts. Thank you, guys, for answering all of my questions without any problem because I think that sometimes... It could be no easy, but thank you so much. So we came to an end for today's show. And as usual, if you have any suggestions, comments, or anything that you want to share with us, you can find us on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Mustar FM and see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.